Good evening, family. Welcome to the first episode of Money Mama, the podcast, a production of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Xi Zeta Omega Chapter in Washington, D.C. I'm Money Mama Monica, also known as 3M, and I'm your host for this episode. The purpose of Money Mama, the podcast, is to provide the Black community with access to free information on money management, business, and finance with the goal of economic empowerment. For this series, my purpose is to tell you and show you why you do not need to hire or pay an outside party to fix your credit and how you can do it yourself over time with perseverance. Money Mama, the podcast, is a safe place for you to ask questions and get advice from seasoned veterans of business and life. It's a place where the money mamas can pass on financially related generational knowledge that may not be available in your own homes. The money mamas are financial professionals, businesswomen, entrepreneurs, and just plain old common sense folk. The first podcast series is on credit and credit repair. This episode, episode one, We'll discuss the role of credit in our lives and also the impact of bad credit. Episode two, which will air next Tuesday, May 11th at 7 p.m., will be on the three major credit bureaus and how to access and interpret your personal credit report. Episode three, which will air Tuesday, May 18th at 7 p.m., will cover how to correct inaccurate credit, credit bureau information also how to resolve credit disputes, and also the pros and cons of freezing your credit. Episode four, which will air May 25th at 7 p.m., will cover how to maintain good credit. It'll go over best practices and ongoing credit oversight. As a bonus, on Tuesday, June 8th, we will hold a free credit repair bootcamp webinar where we will provide you with pre-written letters that can be used to correct credit bureau information. We'll give you the contact addresses and we will provide step-by-step -step instructions on how you repair your own credit. We will only have 50 slots for this free webinar, so be sure to sign up as soon as possible if you're interested. First come, first served. And let me be clear that we're not selling anything. There is no catch to this. This webinar is entirely sponsored by Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated Xi Zeta Omega Chapter. Now that we've provided the big picture view of our objectives and plans, let's dive into today's topic, which is the role of credit in our lives and the impact of bad credit. To get on the same page, let's define credit. For this podcast, we will define credit as your ability to access other people's money. So what are some typical situations where you would even want to access other people's money? Okay, to give you kind of like my top three, um, one would be when you're buying a home. Okay, if you don't have money outright, you would need a mortgage. So that is borrowing other people's or using other people's money. The second is when you purchase a car. You know, most of the time when people purchase vehicles, they pay a down payment and then they um, get a loan for the rest. And the third um, situation would be if you need a school loan or a business loan. So let's start by defining some terms. 
We will define the lender as the entity or business that is willing to let you use their money. For the lender, it all comes down to risk. The lender's risk analysis focuses on how likely it is that you will actually pay them back the money in accordance with your agreement. This evaluation of risk is measured in terms of a credit score. In general, the higher your credit score, the more willing a business or institution is to let you use their money. The lower your credit score, the less willing a business or institution will be to let you use their money. Your credit score not only affects your access to credit, it also helps to determine the interest rate that you will be charged by the lender. A high credit score results in low risk to the lender, which means you can get the most favorable interest rate. Conversely, if you have a low credit score, that makes you a high risk for the lender and that results in sometimes insanely high interest rates. So please indulge me for a moment while I try to bring home um, the potential that this has to affect your everyday life. We know that credit does not factor into supermarket purchases, but let's for one moment pretend that it did. How would you feel if you were at a grocery store checkout and you witnessed the person ahead of you paying $3 for a gallon of milk, but when it was your turn, the cashier charges you $11 for the same gallon of milk. And then the person behind you gets charged $4 for the same gallon of milk. Most people would go a little nuts so, and there would definitely be people posting supermarket freakouts to TikTok and Instagram. Although that does not happen with milk, I'm trying to bring home the fact that when the final purchase price of goods and services are dependent on your individual credit worthiness, then it, there is a high likelihood that five different people will be paying five different prices for the same item. Bottom line, I want to be the person paying the lowest possible price, and I hope you would want the same thing. Now let's take a real life example. Let's say two people go into a car dealership to purchase the identical $20,000 car. Person A, with great credit, gets a 2% interest rate, and person B, with bad credit, gets a 14% interest rate. Over five years, person A ends up paying $21,033 for the car, whereby person B ends up paying $27,921. Think about the impact of that. If you were consistently able to pay less for the same consumer goods and services, then you'll have a lot more money and are able to redirect monies to savings, 401k plans, um, and other vehicles that can help you improve the quality of life for you and your family over the long haul. So imagine that the person with the 14% interest rate actually ends up paying 33% more for the same identical car. Okay, if you're consistently paying more than the next person to purchase goods and services, then that definitely leaves you at a disadvantage. And with less disposable income, it makes it harder for you to get ahead. So let me stop right here for a moment and address this very small group of listeners in today's audience that are already up in arms about this discussion of credit. Some of you out there may be saying, my credit score doesn't matter. 
because I pay for everything in cash. Cash is king. Well, that actually sounds like my grandfather, Richard Wheeler. But let's take a look at that. The average price for a single family home in the District of Columbia is $417,400. So if you're telling me that you can buy a $400,000 house using cash that you've saved up in the mattress, then more power to you. But that just does not represent our audience for Money Mama, the podcast. And it doesn't represent the situation for the average person living in the United States of America. The average American has a total savings of $5,000 or less in their bank account. Additionally, for those of you cash-only consumers, I challenge you to think of your credit score as an insurance policy. If hell froze over and one day you did need credit, maintaining a high credit score would be your lottery ticket to relatively stress-free access to other people's money. By definition, a cash-only person um, has not developed a credit history, which means that your credit score would not be favorable because you have not proven to lenders that you can responsibly manage credit and the related obligations. Having no credit is equal to having bad credit. Okay, not a good look when you're in a jam and you need credit quickly. So whether you are considering good credit a fiscally responsible thing to have or if you're just considering it a great insurance policy, then continue listening because this podcast is for you. One of the first things that the Money Mama team wanted to determine was in general, where does credit start to go bad? We were really shocked by the results. The human life cycle covers childhood, young adulthood, adulthood, middle ages, and seniors. Now, I know it's obvious as an older person, but you may be asking, how can you have bad credit as an infant or a young child? This may happen when the Social Security number of a child is used by the parents or other people to open credit cards or to get loans. When that happens, down the road, when the child is grown and is trying to establish their own credit, they see that they have defaults and other um, issues with their credit reports. We found that bad credit can come into play at every single stage of the human life cycle from cradle to grave. Let's turn to some of our listeners to hear their stories. Hi, Leah. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us on Money Mama, the podcast. And thanks for having me. Hey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so I'm 25. I just graduated from graduate school and I just moved out of my mom's house into a new apartment. Okay, excellent. And so what is your situation as it pertains to credit? Yeah, so I don't have any credit and <laughs> I'm looking to actually build my credit because I'm in a big financial bind right now. Um, I actually borrowed some money from my mom once I moved out of the house and now she's knocking on my door to get her money back. Um, so I've been trying to find ways to quickly get money and I haven't been able to borrow because I don't have any credit. So I started doing Forex and well, that put me in a much worse financial situation. Um, so I'm just looking for help on how I can fix all of that. Okay. Well, definitely there's a lot to work on there, but during this podcast, we are going to be talking about accessing your credit and also how to build credit. So just stay tuned in and we'll be able to give you some good information on moving forward. Thank you.
Hi, Lola. Hi, 3M. <laughs> Welcome to Money Mama, the podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Well, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm a mom of four, a recent empty nester. That's right. That's right. So I'm excited about the next chapter of my life. So, you know, I was getting my ducks in order and all of that and pulled up my credit score, you know, because I do know a little bit. And it's pretty decent. It's about a 750. But I was scrolling through the different accounts and I noticed that there was an account for Neiman Marcus with like a limit of twenty thousand dollars and a balance of ten thousand dollars. And I was like, I didn't open up no account with Neiman Marcus. Wow. OK, so um, have you done anything about it yet? Not yet. So I'm hoping you can help me with that. Yes. Well, actually, on episode three, we're going to be talking about how you contact the credit bureaus to dispute credit items that are inaccurate on your report. So definitely tune in for episode three. Got it. Episode three. I'm there. Hi, Marquise. How are you? Hey, 3M. How are you? I'm well. And welcome to Money Mama, the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I know that we've talked in the past about some credit issues that you've been through, and I think that some of our listeners could benefit from hearing your story. Well, I appreciate that. You know, um, I just was thinking about the time when I was in college and I had all these credit cards. I had gas cards, store cards, and so I was living the life. Um, the problem was I wasn't paying the bills. And so when I got out of school, I found myself in a place where I needed some money to be able to pay some of my other bills. And so I went to take out a loan from a bank and I was denied. Wow. What did you do after you were denied? Well, after realizing I had horrible credit and nobody would lend me any money. Um, have you ever heard of the title loan places? Oh, yes, I have. Mm -hmm. I'm that guy. I went to the title loan place and um, took out a loan at 25% interest per month. And it took forever to pay it off. Wow. So looking back, what would you have done differently? Looking back, I would have paid my bills on time when I was a college student so that I would have had good credit and not had to have been forced to go to the title loan places. Yeah, that's definitely, um, you know, looking back, that would have been a good way to, to go. But for all of you college students out there now that are in similar situation, um, we definitely have some good information for you. So if you're ready to make a change in how you've been behaving with the credit cards, um, continue listening to Money Mama, the podcast. Now I'd like to welcome William to our podcast. Hey, William. Hey, 3M. Thanks for having me here. You are so welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a business advisor and a tax advisor helping small businesses navigate accounting issues. Okay, that's excellent. Um, can you tell us some of the pitfalls that business owners fall into as it pertains to credit? One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of small business owners are not aware that their personal credit is used to help establish their business credit. If you have good personal credit, it can go a long way in establishing, helping you to establish your business credit. Most lenders will use your personal credit to establish your first business line of credit or give you credit cards, but they all base it off how your personal credit is. Okay, so you're saying if, if an individual has bad personal credit, then they're at risk of not being able to get a line of credit for their business? Yes, most lenders will use your personal credit to guarantee your first business credit. Say for instance, you use American Express. They will ask you to put in your personal credit information 
And if your personal credit is good, then they will extend you business credit. Wow, that is definitely good information to know because I know that a number of the Money Mom of the Podcast listeners are also either entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs. So that was definitely good info. Um, do you have anything else for us? Small business owners, if you're going to get credit, you should go out to Don's and Bradstreet. It's dnb.com and check and see exactly what is being reported about your business. All business that are established, I know in the state of Georgia, um, they hit Don's and Bradstreet's reporting list. And so it is a good idea to go out there and check and see exactly what the agency is reporting about your business and make any necessary corrections about your business. That would help further your business opportunities and better your business credit. Okay, that's definitely good information. So now we're still at the hopefully tail end of this pandemic. But um, during this pandemic, do you have any observations related to small businesses? One of the things that I've seen is that even SBA and is asking for your business credit. They're checking your personal credit and your business credit before they give you these loans. And I know these loans are some of them are loans, some of them are grants. But everyone needs to know they're still checking credit to make sure that you are a good lending um, person. Yeah, so the risk then um, is going to be evaluated by the SBA, um, and it's going to be based on how well you've managed credit in the past and what your credit score is. Yes, everybody's looking how well you manage your personal credit before they extend you business credit. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate this information. And um, thank you for being on Money Mama, the podcast. Thank you. We've tossed around the terms good credit and bad credit, but let's get down into the weeds. There are three major credit bureaus, which are TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. They keep track of credit information on U.S. citizens. Businesses report to them when they extend you credit, whether or not you make timely payments or if you don't repay the lenders at all, and whether or not you've maxed out on your available credit limits. All of that information is converted to a three-digit numeric, which is called a FICO score. And it's based on the sum total of the information submitted. FICO stands for Fair Isaac Corporation. And the scores can range from 300 at a low to 850 at the high. So I just wanted to give you just an idea of where you fall. If you're already aware of your credit score, um, below a 580 is considered poor credit. So your score will be well below the average score of U.S. consumers, and it demonstrates to lenders that you may be a risky borrower. Okay, if your score is 580 to 669, that's considered fair credit. And your score is still below the average score of the average U.S. consumer, but some lenders may take a chance on you, and they may approve loans at this level. If your score is between 670 and 739, that's considered good credit. So your score is near or slightly above the average of the U.S. consumers, and most lenders would be likely to issue you credit with a score between 670 and 739. 
He, if your score is between 740 and 799, that's considered very good credit. So your score is definitely above the average of the U.S. consumers. And it does demonstrate to lenders that you are very dependable um, and that you are a good credit risk. Now, if your score is 800 or higher, then you fall into the exceptional category. Your score is well above the average score of U.S. consumers, and you've clearly demonstrated to lenders that you can be trusted with money that's borrowed and you're an exceptional borrower. Okay, with that, we've come to the end of episode one, and hopefully this has piqued your interest in finding out more about credit and credit repair. We have established through our guests how credit affects your everyday lives. And most of the testimonials that we've had today were individuals who are aware of the negative impact that bad credit has on you and on your family. However, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So you can vow today to take control of your credit worthiness from this point on. So thank you for listening to Money Mama, the podcast. This is 3M signing off and wishing you happiness, health, peace of mind, and prosperity. Hello, everyone. My name is Courtney Coffey, president of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Xi Zeta Omega Chapter. Thank you for joining us and listening to Money Mamas, the podcast. It is our pleasure to host this credit and credit repair series to empower our community. This podcast falls under Building Your Economic Legacy, Target 3 of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Excellence Administration. I would like to thank all of our podcast speakers and participants for the insightful and informative information we received. And I would like to also thank the event committee under the leadership of Tracy Harrison, Camille Kopic, and Davida Grant for their work putting Money Mamas, the podcast together. Please visit our chapter's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages for upcoming events and information on the hard work our chapter is doing in the community. And don't forget to tune into the next episode in this series. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the Ivy Foundation. Thank you.